We're back. It's the Blue Line Brief. I'm Steve Titchener with Devils announcer Matt Lachlan. And we have a series, Matt, all tied up. And, uh, you know, you, you didn't think that the Devils would do it with defense, though. So they went to the Garden, and they weren't lighting a lamp, Matt. They were they played great defense, and they're riding Akira Schmid, who is a hot goalie right now. Well, he's played very well. 22-year-old rookie, first NHL playoff experience. Two years ago, he was playing in the United States Hockey League where he was the goaltender of the year, but it's a dramatic climb and a big difference from playing in Sioux City uh, as compared to Madison Square Garden, but give him full marks. I I think the Devils also played in front of him, and the Devils did apply more pressure on the Rangers. They kept some pressure away from Schmidt. They didn't allow the Rangers to get in close. They also were better on the penalty kill. So overall, better games for the Devils, still not playing at 100% peak efficiency, more for them to get to, and they'll get a chance now as the series has shifted, the home ice advantage in the series has shifted back to them. Yeah, because you haven't seen this uh, high-powered offensive team really yet. I mean, what you saw was some really, really good defense, as you just said. Now, Kira Schmid, are you a little surprised there? I mean, he's a big, big kid. You know, he fills up the net, but uh, he's been pretty impressive. Well, he has been, and to a degree I'm surprised because, as I said two years ago, he's playing at a relatively low level of hockey uh, in terms of preparation for a National Hockey League career. Uh, Also, uh, the fact that it was pressure. You're down two games to none. You can ill afford to fall behind Rio. So I was a little surprised from that standpoint. But on the other hand, He's got a demeanor in which he's very calm. Nothing seems to rattle him talking to him. He just takes everything as it comes. He doesn't seem to be too bothered by the pressure. He admitted that he felt the nerves a little bit before his first performance, less so in his second. He just has – the moment's not going to overwhelm him. And so uh, not surprised from that standpoint. But, yeah, I mean, he showed some this year backing up, but – to be able to lead them into the playoffs, and and he may they may ride him the rest of the way. And you know, the Rangers, uh, their stars really struggled at the Garden. I mean, the older guys, Kreider and Kane, really did nothing, and uh, uh, uh Panarin uh, struggling, especially Panarin. Kind of surprising that he can't get it going. What what did the Devils do that that was so effective? Well, the Devils were just more attentive to the defensive details of their game and also using their speed, getting in on the four check, slowing the Rangers coming out of their zone, putting more pressure on the point man on the power play. The devil's speed is the, is, you know, their number one asset and their big advantage over the Rangers. So they've done that. I, I think they blocked some passing lanes. If you looked at the game on Monday night, the Rangers were trying to go cross ice with a lot of passes and the devils had sticks in the way and deflections and all that sort of stuff, which frustrates you because you got to start all over again. So I think it all all of that came into play. And I, I, you know, I don't want to make too much of the age of the Rangers. It's not like they're ancient. They've got some older guys in certain spots. But I think the young legs, when they start chasing you and you can't catch up, it starts to get into your head as well. they got to go back to the rock now. Matt, where they, they struggled in those first two games. What, what was going on there, and, and do you expect them to snap out of that and, 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 and be tougher at home? Well, they'll have to be, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you don't want to lose on 
Thursday and then be forced to win again at the Garden in an elimination game, hoping to force a game seven. So Lindy Ruff said this morning, you know, you you know, best two out of three, you want to get that first win. And so I think the Devils will come out playing a similar game to Monday nights uh, and to a degree a similar game to what they did on Saturday night when they won in overtime and, and force the Rangers to make an adjustment. Because even though the Devils want to go a little bit more, don't get me wrong, that's what got them there. They have realized that their speed on the defensive side can neutralize the Rangers. So I, I don't think they would be reluctant to trade chances. I don't think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see another relatively close game. I don't know if it's only going to be two or three goals scored, but I think it'll be a relatively close game. Uh, and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Devils do at home. I mean, they, they're a good team. They've been good all year, but better on the road. Yeah, uh, well, that's so the thing. We'll see so if they can find the home. Again, Matt, so they're a good road team, but you saw the way they opened this series. They're coming back home. Seems are a little tight in Newark. Um, do you think they're going to well, get over I, that? I, don't know, but I think, I think they were tight in the first game, certainly. I think the playoffs got to this team, which had very little playoff experience. I think it mm-hmm. took a while for Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, go on and on. Dawson Mercer, he still hasn't gotten on track. The young def- uh, young players on this team, I think it took them a while to realize it's a whole other ball game, and by then it was over. The next game, you know, it was tight until a late goal in the second period. Listen, mm-hmm. they all count, I get it, but it kind of turned the direction of that game. But I-, I agree, the Devils weren't the team we saw all season long in those first two games at home. I, I suspect they'll be better in game five. Well, let's hope so. And it's all, yeah, it's all happening uh, Thursday night. Now, look at the Islanders, Matt. They go down to Carolina. They, they steal a game there, and they're still in this. They're a tough out. They are. They play that style. We've talked about it before. They're not going to take a lot of chances. They are not a high risk team. They're very much a low event team. I think I used the example of someone who just returns serve and hopes that you make a mistake in 10. It's kind of like Michael Chang, right? Mm -hmm. Michael Chang never overpowered you, but he he won some majors because he could just sit there and hit the ball back to you all day long, especially on clay. Anyway, that's how the Islanders play. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes are looked at as a fast team, but they are a very good defensive team as well. So, you know, kind of a low-scoring affair as well. You know, breaks went the Islanders' way last night. That'll happen. Whether it happens in, in Game 6, we'll see. But they live for another day. I think that they will be a very tough out. It's, it's not going to be easy and, to knock them out just because of the style they play. It's, it's really playoff style. And they go back home so they can force a Game 7 here. So uh, And then look at the Maple Leafs, man. My goodness, uh, Tampa Bay had a three-goal lead in the third. They they let that go, and they lose in overtime. Now Toronto goes back uh, home, and they can eliminate uh, a team that's been dominating the East for quite some time, and it looks like that's going to happen, Matt. I would be shocked if it doesn't. I, I know there's a lot of pressure on Toronto. They haven't won a first-round playoff series in 20 years. They haven't won a Stanley Cup since 1967. It is the sport in that city, and they are the team really across Canada just because of the history. Only two teams basically in Canada through the original six era. And while others have come on board, there's a deep-seated Toronto love affair throughout the Dominion, as they say. So uh, there's a lot of pressure on them, but I, I think they have proven they are the better team. Tampa struggled down the stretch of the season. They've made massive changes over the years since they started winning their Stanley Cups or going to the finals. I think I think 
the window for this year certainly has closed. It may have closed permanently on this group winning another championship. But, you know, Toronto will have to face the demons of many generations of fans that will be worried. Uh, they'll get the worry beads out in Toronto, that's for sure. Let's go out there and check out in the West anyway. We really haven't talked much about it. And, you know, look at the Oilers there up 3-2. And a lot of firepower there, Matt, with the two leading point scorers. You know, it seems every year with with uh, McDavid and uh, and Drysital right there, one and two. Um, you know, these these they can they can score, and um, they look like maybe that team that can come out of the West this year. Uh, there's still some questions about their goaltending, but McDavid and Drysital are an incredible one-two punch, and they dominate play. The first seven or eight minutes last night in the game against LA, they they just absolutely buzzsawed. Uh, the Kings in route to the victory. So that is the big challenge for L.A., whose goaltending is questionable as well. I, I, I don't know if Edmonton comes out of the West. I'm thinking it's Dallas, actually, because of the better goaltending. But McDavid has certainly made a bigger commitment to defense. He has always been the offensive genius, but now he's focused more on a 200-foot game. And the rest of the team is following him. Kenny Holland, their GM, made some changes to help in that regard. I still think he left the goaltending as a, uh, a hole, and I'm not sure it can carry them to a championship. And Avalanche still out there. They're even with the Kraken and uh, 2-2 there. And uh, why aren't they the same buzz as last year, Matt? What's going on in terms of uh, their play? A lot of injuries, mm-hmm. guys out of the lineup. Uh, they've never really had a healthy lineup all year long. It continues to be an issue. Uh, they lost Cal McCarr for game five. He was suspended for an interference call and, you know, it was uncalled for a whistle had blown and he drove a guy into the wall. So uh, the, the penalty, uh, or rather the, yeah, the penalty of the suspension was well-deserved. So that, that's the problem. The problem is they are banged up big time. They've never really hit their stripe. At the end of the year, they did. They made a nice push to get, uh, to first place in the division. They were never really in danger of not making the playoffs, but they made a great run at the end. That might have taken what little gas they had left out of them because they haven't looked the same. I don't know that Seattle can beat them necessarily, but they have shown that Colorado is not the same team. Well, it's an exciting year because there's a lot of young, new blood uh, looking to take over. So it's pretty exciting to see Seattle Kraken do what they're doing. It's awfully exciting to see what the Devils are doing. So we'll see what they do tomorrow night. Uh, against the Rangers back in Newark. Matt, thanks uh, for taking a few minutes with us, and uh, we'll catch uh, everybody next week. We'll follow the playoffs right through to the Stanley Cup. This is the Blue Line Brief. Bye-bye.